All right, episode 90. Here we go with Emily Ibarra. She's an incredible photographer taking many, many of the best parkour photographs that we've ever seen. And she's also a new mom to the one and only Frida Paul. And she's an integral part of Team Farang doing so much of their messaging and planning and event, or excuse me, in social media and contract negotiations. Um, just had an incredible story getting into parkour and we, I found out just kind of how she's become, you know, such a powerful part of our community and how she's been even before Frida came along a mom in so many ways to, to some of the guys out here in this world of parkour. And she's very, very open and honest and so fun to talk to. It's a real joy to be around. We talk a lot about how life is struggling or life is hard, but you can just see in her attitude, like how you are meant to take it. And uh, anyways, let's get into it. Thanks, you guys. Here we go. Hello. Hey. Oh, hold on. Volume helps. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> How's it going? It's good. How are you? Good. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited too. I was just flipping through your um, photo book online, and oh, sweet. It's just, it's just incredible. I haven't, I didn't know you've been in taking photos. Like when I saw the Phil Doyle one, I was like, whoa, that one goes way back. I didn't realize how he was how, a baby. He was a baby boy. <laughs> just a baby back then. And I had no idea that you would have been there or that you took a photo of that. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just a little bit, um, unversed. You know, I know that you're this, you even stayed at my home, I think once with, with yes, the guys when they came through were you, you weren't there though i wasn't there i was with um some other boys in europe and you guys stayed with Knox, who was like my roommate at the time and um good friend and yeah so i i just i don't i know we've got to meet in santorini and we got to hang out like oops, sorry um you know, a couple of times we've crossed paths, but it's just like I haven't actually gotten to know you. I feel like that much, despite knowing how immersed in the community that I'm immersed in, you are. Same, and I I was trying to think too of, and I know we've spoke just through Instagram or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was trying to, cause I went to in oh I always screw this up in a in a PC yeah PC okay sorry slight dyslexia all good. And I think I went six years ago mm -hmm. to that. So I think you must. I, I was definitely there six years ago. There. Yeah. Yeah. So that and might have been the first time. That might have been it. Yeah, that actually probably was. <laughs> I was, <laughs> who knows, six years ago, that would have been 2014. So yeah, I yeah. was like super focused on the competition. I don't remember anything. No, I mean, neither do I. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's amazing. Um, you know, I just, what are you up to right these days? Being a mom. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah. That would, that would take up some time. I'm sure. <laughs> Jesus. Making sure Frida doesn't die. <laughs> oh my God. Well, that must be so incredible though. Like, sorry, I just lost the, uh, where are you? Sometimes I'm at a new computer and now it's like, oh, and are we recording? Do you need me to record anything or are we just going? Um, you know what? I'm recording. Let's see. Let me make sure. Just so I'm not, I have the audio recording. I just need to turn your volume up here. 
can you can you speak again real quick just so i can see yes i can okay <laughs> i'm showing my lovely back room backdrop <laughs> yes oh, yeah. um testing yeah okay that looks good everything seems to okay. be okay i'm probably just gonna pull from the zoom your your webcam looks okay. solid mine's good and cool. then i don't have to chop it up later so yeah less work is better less work is definitely better especially when it comes to like these one hour gigabyte like or 10 gigabyte files when i film myself on my phone and things it's like you get two hour file of 1080p video it's it's not nothing to deal with my computer's fast now but i had a computer before that ugh, couldn't handle it i mean i love it i've been listening to them i've been listening to i think the last 10 episodes I'm and so the like, realness of it is so cool so oh man i so appreciate i know i was like gosh she's really like doing her homework and like she's gonna know me so much better than i know her i feel like she, <laughs> you saw you're like looking through all these videos and you went back and um i just even just read their comment this morning and you listened to the um av's episode the yes. samoan guy he's like he's such a incredible person like i, I love what you say so, about his voice because yeah he just brings i don't know what it is he's just got a presence he's like 300 pounds probably but still <laughs> His voice. I was like listening to it while I was going to sleep. I'm like, this is just soothing me to sleep right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. intense stories, but the voice was oh, so good. Mm -hmm. He's a magical human. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. I, uh, yeah, I, I just try to, I don't try to, I honestly don't have enough time usually to prepare myself to like really do my history research and dive in it feels like. And so I just was like, well, you know, I want to keep it fun and light and we just end up going off the cuff most of the time. Anyhow, it's a conversation. I'll do my best to listen and give my little nugget of information on the comment section. So if you want to <laughs> skim, because there's so many good quotes. I'm like, oh, that's a great line. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm 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 uh, I'm working at finding making the time that I need to, to really do some of those clips and things, because there are some gems in there. That no people aren't going to find and um you know they would find them if i just put them out there you know and then they would maybe be interested in listening to more from from av for example that guy has so many so many sound bites that were so good but there's there's a lot of good episodes and i only listened to 10 out of the what 90 <laughs> 89 or something so yeah um so okay yeah well let's let's dive into it then you know i guess yeah. you know since motherhood is on the forefront of your mind and it's on the forefront of my questions about what is going on in your life like what is it you know how old is frida now and what is the scene yeah. of, of motherhood how has that changed your life oh gosh it's completely changed my life and <laughs> i'm so excited to talk about it too because I feel like it's not something most people get to hear about or talk about, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so Frida turned 10 months yesterday. Wow. She's 10 months old wow. and she's started walking last week and it's just been such a trip. <laughs> it's so fun. Like this human and is developing so quickly and Okay, I don't know where you want me to begin with this, but <laughs> yes, Frida's 10 months old. I had her last August and I will be honest, the first five months were really hard. It was definitely, what did I do? Why did I do this? 
<laughs> who gave me a baby? <laughs> oh boy, yeah, I can't even. <laughs> those those feelings are real, you know, and it's 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 really hard. And um, so there's that side. In about six months, they start developing a little bit more, and there's a little bit more communication because before there's just this sleeping pooping blob that it seems so fragile <laughs> oh i'm sure what did you say it seems so fragile well what, uh, what, what like um are they you know what's hard about it you know other than like the, is it the lack you know i've heard it's lack of sleep is that true or is that the main thing what was it for you for a lot of parents the lack of sleep apparently is a real thing to be honest um so J jason paul is a father who's also a professional free runner mm -hmm. uh we sleep more because <laughs> she sleeps like 12 to 14 hours a night. Oh, so nice. before she was born, we got, oh my gosh, enjoy the sleep now, get sleep while you can. But the only time that I've had a sleepless night was because I was up at 4 a.m. looking at them sleeping and being like, oh man, this is going to suck tomorrow. But we got really lucky with her being a good sleeper. Um, it's just this constant worry and not understanding if you know she cries or if you know when she's hungry or, or kind of like what do you do you're just kind of in this little bubble of like holding this baby making sure she's all right and there's only you can only do that for so many months before you kind of start to go insane and i think right when you get to the insane part then she starts reacting to you and doing more stuff oh wow okay so that's so, yeah, that's fascinating. Cause I can, I can sort of see how you're just like, oh, all right, I'm just trying to like not harm this thing, but you just, there's no, yeah. there's no engagement kind of with like what's next. It sounds like. Am I, am I doing all right? Yeah, you, like, is, you it, is it working? Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. You like me? The feedback is <laughs> yeah. just not there until they kind of hit um, a few, a half a year. It sounds like, okay. Yeah. yeah that can't... Yeah. It's like, it, you know, even like we would put her in a carrier um for like the first six months we didn't get the first buggy or stroller we decided we wanted to carry her and you know how many times we've been like she's still breathing yeah yeah she's still breathing okay like, i mean you're constantly thinking the worst i had a friend who, was, who had a baby slightly after me and she was just like yeah you know i just think oh my gosh i'm gonna kill this thing but then i think about all the people who have you know heroin addicts <laughs> and people who are so much worse off and they have babies who survive i can do it and we're like yes that's our motivation <laughs> yeah the inspiration so. from the the heroin addicts we appreciate you guys for i mean at least we can draw that silver lining gosh <laughs> But yeah, no, yeah, I mean, it, it does seem crazy, right? That anyone makes it, like, I think about it, I'm like, how do I still have all my fingers, even at this age, you know? I'm right, just like, how did right. I make it in one piece still? Because it is seemingly so dangerous when you, you know, the longer you live and stuff, but especially when you're dealing with that fresh. Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> that's that's just a little bit of it. I mean, in my mind, she's died like a thousand times oh over the gosh. craziest ways. You just imagine. <laughs> so I'm making it sound really horrible, but <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think people can relate like parkour people. Like we go through those scenarios yeah. in our head before we're about to do a jump, you know, we'll have to like uh, think about like, all right, what's the worst thing that could happen? I don't like yeah. to do it, but it kind of like is forced on you. So I guess it's, it's, it's on a whole nother level with the child. I'm sure. Yeah. I have, I don't have much control over it. And I think just over time you eventually get used to it and they become more resilient, of course, you know, so. 
Okay, so it's um, six months. Yeah. What kind of starts happening? Because, yeah, let's get into the... Yeah, so I'm trying to think back. So, yeah, I mean, she's... I think it started with her being able to smile and, and to laugh and things like that. You know, you can kind of get that communication. Um, and actually, they smile quite young, but they smile in, in their sleep a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's kind of like the re cute reassurance when they're very young, when they're a couple months old. I remember the first time like I was singing to her and she smiled at me and I, I mean, it's hormonal as well, but I just started crying because it was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, uh, goodness. Okay. But um, around five months, she started, you know, pushing herself up and starting to crawl around and then you know six months she starts pulling herself up on things and standing up and yeah now she's walking so wow. i actually don't know the the milestones that are like typical or anything like that obviously there's no pressure on frida because her her dad's jason paul and she knows all these free runners and things but is like is there any kind of difference that you've noticed or is there any kind of like emphasis you guys have put on movement and things for her because that's a, obviously a pretty or i'm assuming it's a pretty big value for for your family for sure and i think you can yeah so what it is i think we've done most for her is we don't catch her mm -hmm. so if she stands up and she falls down, we let her fall down. Now, obviously, if she's going to run into something <laughs> dangerous or, you know, we try to place her in places where she's not gonna absolutely fall down. But because we've done that for so long, like if she falls over, it's okay. Like when she started walking, I had a few people be like, oh, now your job gets harder. And I'm like, mm -hmm. no, not, not really, because she's trained this for the past, you know, two months of standing up and falling over with something so now when she's walking and she loses her balance falling is not a big big deal to her mm. and i've seen other kids not, or babies not that i want not being judgmental i think everyone has their reason and for some parents and for us too like for me sometimes she would be on the edge of something and i'd be like oh she's gonna totally eat shit and then she just <laughs> recovers it and she just puts her leg down I'm like whoa i she surprises me so yeah i've seen other kids do it and it's just like they they couldn't they roll over or something and then they don't have the strength in their neck to mm. keep their head from falling on the ground mm. versus she, she's always done that so <laughs> she usually doesn't hit her head or anything like that she just goes down comes back up and it's not a big deal cool um, what's next for, for her, do you think, or is there, um, is, is she speaking? Is, I don't, again, I'm like, I'm so in the dark when it comes <laughs> to like, my like, do you walk, you walk and then you talk, I guess. Like I'm learning now. <laughs> well, she's actually, I wanted to talk to you cause you grew up bilingually. Oh, I wish. Or trilingually. I wish. No? Oh, well, I don't know why you got that impression. That's amazing that, uh, because you're Peruvian and French. Growing up in America. Ah, yes, but uh, I grew up in America and I fought my parents when they tried to teach me Spanish and French when I was young. And I guess I won, but they, I lost at the same time because <laughs> I just yeah. put up a stink about it. So I know virtually just English and I'm, I'm okay. really embarrassed about it. I wish I me knew. Me too. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's really. Oh, but But here's the thing, because I heard the sounds and all that. 
of all those languages, I can articulate the words as if I was, you know, a native tongue because I heard a lot of Spanish speakers in my, my mom's side of my family. Um, mm -hmm. So I know the sounds and I can make the sounds. I don't have like a terrible accent, basically, if I ever learned. That's that's my one gift. <laughs> do you plan, do you want to learn? Do you plan I, to learn? I do want to learn. Um, yeah, I think I eventually have to immerse myself like in Peru for a couple of months and or anywhere Spanish speaking, but somewhere that I can be forced to, to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I need to learn German, but because um, I'm American living in Germany mm -hmm. because Jason is German <laughs> <laughs> and so we're speaking to her in both I'm speaking to her in English he's speaking to her in German so her speech may be delayed because of this which is not a problem so apparently children can learn like eight different words you could say glass cup mm. water you know what, whatever you you want to call it eight things they'll learn them all it just might take a little bit longer for them to memorize them or to say them um that was all mm -hmm. that's in descendants um <laughs> but she's learning that but right now it's cool because she can she's making animal sounds like oh, a dog cool. and um a lion so i oh, think wow. those are going to progress so. <laughs> oh man um what was i going to say it was yeah, my dad speaks three languages, which I don't know. We, we don't we don't I can't test him to know if he actually speaks them well, you know, but I think yeah. actually I wanted to know, like, you know, actually, I'm very curious. You know, I, I probably should know this. You know, it's probably common knowledge for a lot of circles. But like, how did you and Jason like form your relationship and who, yeah. how did you meet and like how do you end up there? Like, I think that's that's part of fascinating. You're, you know, one of these um, pioneers in terms of like families in parkour. And I want to know how, you know, you got there. Yeah, no, totally. It's, um, don't expect you to know anything about me. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, so I, um, was shooting the opening of Tempest South Bay. So this mm -hmm. was six years ago, 2014. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I was hired to shoot the opening. He was there with Pasha and they were shooting the Pasha the Boss video. Mm. Um, and they were in LA for three months and that's where I first met him. And I swear, Chad and Lucy um, from Tempest, they were like telling me about him before, but I, I didn't know him and I didn't know about him or anything like that. Um, and then, we just kind of hit it off like after the opening we went to a party at Tempest, uh, Tempest's Shag Palace <laughs> uh, and he was like talking about his photography and the clothing label and all this stuff and I was like oh wow like this this is really interesting I, I knew like kind of like oh I could lose myself in this type of person <laughs> oh really yeah <laughs> and you know but at the time I was living in Los Angeles. He was living in Germany. He was 22 years old and I was 30. Okay. Wow. So it was just kind of like a fun thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and we just, they went out and shooting and I went out shooting cause I loved taking pictures and going out and exploring and it totally aligned with, and we had fun. And then eventually like he went back to Germany. I went to, I started working for Tempest actually. Mm. Um, they hired me to do social media. That's why I was in the NAC, NAPC. 
And what can I do? Hey, you know, they should have had so many letters. I don't know. It's hard to say. <laughs> NAPC. You can. NAPC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to even pretend I'm going to get that right. But um, yeah, I went over there with the Tempest guys and shot. So, uh, was, and then I went to Europe. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, that was the year. I was like, I remember that was the Ches Jesse and Corey showed up um, yes. one of those years and you guys had the booth and things. And yeah, yeah, it's starting to come back to me. So I actually didn't know, um, you know, so you've been involved in free running or were you just for taking photographies? Like how did you end up in in the Tempest yeah. South Bay shooting it. Um, so I, I ended up here. Uh, I actually shot bands mm. before and I would tour with bands and I was shooting bands and I'm from the Bay area. So San Jose, San Francisco, and I wanted to expand and go down to LA mm. and I wrote in, um, wrote into a Craigslist ad and I answered one and it was for extreme sports. And I've always loved extreme sports, like wakeboarding and skateboarding, all the, all the different stuff. I always had a soft spot for it. So I was like, hey, you know, I'm new to LA. I'm trying to meet some people. I'm actually a photographer. I heard you're doing an extreme sport um, TV show. Uh, yeah, here I am. And it was actually the WFPF and they were putting out the MTV Ultimate, Ultimate Challenge. Oh, yeah. wow. So this was right before they shot their pilot and they, all these people were coming into LA to kind of talk to them. So like Marcus Gustafsson, Philip, um, you name it. And then when the actual pilot came about, I met Daniel Lubaka and Tim Sheaf and Ben Jinks and the list goes on. Yeah. Um, and I met Tempest as well. And then everyone kind of left after the <laughs> pilot. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Yeah. Um, it, it was in February or March. I want to say we did the pilot and the actual show didn't come out until October. Oh. Uh, so that's actually where I met up with a little bit further after that. That's when Phil came to New York and I was in New York. No, I think I just flew out there <laughs> to shoot these guys. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they must have been so wild. Like, I guess something must have attracted you to the to stay in it, right? I mean, obviously, absolutely. Maybe you didn't know, you know, these were, you know, such revered athletes, you know, yet in our culture and stuff. But there must have been something. I mean, to to be immersed in that, you know, because that was a huge thing for for us. Um, and they're amazing people. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys have the best community I've ever seen, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and don't get me wrong. I love touring with bands, but, and I had so much fun and I would do it again and I have done it, but like it's such a different, healthier, um, a different type of artistic community, mm. you know, or subjects, the way you guys see the world. I feel like I'm actually collaborating with athletes when I'm shooting parkour photography versus with musicians I'm documenting, which is awesome, but mm. there is kind of more of a collaboration I think happening when I'm shooting with someone who's doing parkour. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, one of the photos in your book, you wrote how like it starts as almost an architecture photo sometimes for you or often. Right. And I think, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Is that like kind of the, like, it's, it's like a similar passion. Cause we both have this love for 
for architecture, you know, I think a lot of athletes like really appreciate how a thing, how to interact with, with the environment. And so do you think that that overlap of your appreciation for architecture is somewhat feeds that collaboration? Yeah, I think, or is, sorry. I mean, cause you, you don't, you're not an architecture photographer. Do you like the, the no. Yeah. I mean, I, I appreciate it. I think what got it. So to, to fill in a little bit more of the story mm. is that <laughs> everyone left after the pilot and, uh, William Spencer, who's a skateboarder from Colorado, but moved out to LA. Um, he was one of the judges, but it was never in the pilot. It was kind of weird but we started hanging out and started dating and he was doing skateboarding. And so actually I learned a lot from him. And as far as like understanding like the takeoff and the landing and kind of seeing, you know, trying to capture what was happening in a space in one single photo to do it justice. And sometimes photography, you just can't do it justice. It's not possible. Um, so yeah, I was, I was playing in LA, running around, finding, different shoots, different angles, different colors, different textures. That's what I did with bands too. So yeah, I guess to kind of bring that around too, I was always looking for different stuff. I guess it's not architecture, but to me it was textures and colors. And then I think when you add in an, um, <laughs> do you call it athlete or not? I'm going to use athlete. I can't remember who Artist. says like, I like oh, Phil said, I don't like calling them athletes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> No, I, I prefer, I prefer artists, even like if it was athlete, even if we qualified, I like artists. <laughs> artists. Oh. Yeah. So kind of seeing what they can do with that space as well. So that's where it comes together. Um, and I think if I can capture a, uh, I should give credit to Andy day because he really, he did a blog post a long time ago and he really defined this where you know, you find a good enough frame and then you add the, the artist mm -hmm. <laughs> in it. And, and I think that really makes it come together. And that makes a strong photo if it's, you know, if even without someone there, it would be a good one. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like the, I like the big terrain, you know, they call it, I've heard it called in skateboarding, at least like insane terrain where it's just like someone's on something that's already eye catching without them you know like you're saying right then, yeah it's a beautiful composition or location or frame and yeah it looks interesting on its own and then you kind of have to look and be like oh my gosh they're jumping from here those are my favorite shots of when people are like what is he doing how is he doing this you know and they almost can't get it fully right away or they have to be a little bit more knowledgeable totally. about the sport yeah yeah <laughs> Okay, so just continuing on the story because I'm I'm still fascinated. Um, so then you're learning about the jumps and the landings and takeoffs, and you're finding more passion. But everyone's still gone. But you're in LA. Yeah. You're you're with William Spencer, and now you're. Um, how did the next phase develop? Um, I started doing stuff with uh, Tempest as well because mm -hmm. they were obviously were still there. So had a lot of fun shooting with them and just getting to know those guys. People were still coming in and out. Um, and I was still working with the WFPF. Yeah, I think I was actually in Colorado, funny enough, when they were all in New York. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm close by. I'll just fly from Colorado to oh, New York. Right. <laughs> That's close. <laughs> it, 
that's yeah, only that's like 2,000 miles. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they were all back there doing a shoot in New York and New Jersey, and we went to Woodward as well. So that was really awesome before Woodward even had a parkour um, thing, uh, parkour, what's it called? Section. I don't know. I don't know. Section. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Program. Parkour section. Program. Um, so yeah, I did that. And then I started doing Substance Over Hype mm. with yeah, D and Malachi. And I was part of that company for quite a while and just doing cool stuff. So it was, gave us gave us kind of accessibility to like, hey, Tim, you want to come over and, you know, shoot a video? That's when they did like writing with the ghost or ghost, right? Yeah. The, I don't know if you're familiar with I that I remember video, that one. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. How so you forget the windmills? I kind of was <laughs> photographer, producer, babysitter, get everyone fed. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> you poor thing. Uh, I think this has been my role. <laughs> Mother. <laughs> Oh man, well, that that actually was one of the things I wanted to ask you about is like, you've seen, and like even more than I even knew before we started this conversation, obviously, like you've seen so many of us, you know, and, and you know, I don't know where you consider yourself, like you practice or you're like, I'm a, I'm, I'm a photographer, but I like, I love the culture and I'm not like exactly a parkour artist myself, but um, whatever, like, I just want to get your, in, your insight on how you've seen us kind of grow up because we all have sort of grown up as a community since you've known us. And yet there has to be some like market changes, I think in, in the way you see some of us and see just the whole outlook. Absolutely. Um, I think it's interesting that I see the kind of the, uh, what is it? I guess what Daniel Baca would be the, second generation or third second uh, i guess it depends where you st i guess i don't I know, know max I don't henry know. defined in his book that i oh uh, yeah remember it's it's one of those um, sure. <laughs> oh, well anyways uh, anyways before you obviously have you know the first generation which i'm not like mm. i don't know anyone from that one uh personally but mm. what came next is this group of athletes that just were kind of the rebels i guess just or not not in a rebellious way but they were doing it just purely because they wanted to and because they were fascinated by it and there wasn't much maybe i can go back and and, and say this a different way because i've when i meet kids now mm -hmm. you say oh cool what does inspire you what do you want to do i want to be sponsored by red bull I want to be part of Team Farang. I want to, you know, have, I want to be professional. I want to, how come I can't train at a gym? So it's interesting because everything that this newer generation that at least I have communication with or I meet along the way, mm -hmm. wants something that did not exist from the generation prior. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just like, so it's the turnover is crazy. Like the goals have just completely evolved each generation it sounds like mm -hmm. so it, it's it, it yeah it's just a different type like you really had the people paving the way and then it's changed into something else so um yeah i don't know i mean it's not it is what it is really mm -hmm. but i I've, I've seen that change 
you know, for people who are just like, I just purely love this and I can't not do it Mm -hmm. um, to, well, I want this out of it, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, No, I think you're human nature though, right? Like you see something and it's, it, I see the same thing. It's just like, I think it's just, I think it's kind of a natural progression for anything as it grows, you know, any, any kind of community, there's going to be the pioneers who are maybe like super outcasts, you know, and that's like why they Mm -hmm. have to develop something. They have to innovate out of like the pressure of whatever their surroundings are or the, their, their something like, it's like the first thing is like the phoenix riding thing out of the ashes a little bit right it's like something was burnt to the ground and now there's like this little sprout that comes up and then there's there's people that just love it like you're saying that kind of like take it a little bit further um but again they don't really have a goal in mind and and they if they did there wouldn't be anything there for them because it just doesn't exist like you were saying yeah it Um, it didn't exist and they kind of build it out and then as the more things that get built out there's this trade-off there's this transition it seems like where it's 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 not better or worse it's just that there's now there's different things that are available and it's like you can't really you can just do it for the love but that doesn't make you um you're not exploring anything for the for the way that those initial pioneers were in a way that's like unique because you know about it now and yeah and so you kind of need something you're like all right well it's not like i'm gonna be I can't really build my identity around like doing this new thing because it's not new anymore. So I have to like try to hit some new mark, I guess. Right. Right. They, they have something to shoot for and the passion might not be different, you know, but won't really know, you know, I guess only time will really tell. Um, Because I've, I've worked with furring social media a lot. I get to answer messages from, no one, to say kids but from people around the world and usually they're younger and it's interesting when they say you know "Ah, my country doesn't support us and we don't have any gyms and there's nowhere to train and i'm like look at all the athletes you admire (laughs) most of them did not have any gyms when they you know the ones you the ones you like didn't have gyms you know so or they made them themselves you know Zen didn't have any gyms. Now he has three because he created them. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. And Didi, you know, yeah. his story is yeah, like, it's like exactly. all right, we're the current Red Bull champion is came from, you know, self-made tire park or park in the, in like the dust basically. So, um, Absolutely. which I think, but, I think speaks but to But now when they look like, at him, they just see him training at Tempest and think that's where he's always been. And so it's, I, I sympathize with them because I, I'm sure that's what it looks like. Oh yeah. And I guess to go back to your question, that is what I've witnessed. I've witnessed, you know, people just training in their backyards to going into these amazing gyms and it's so cool. And, but yeah, that's the. Yeah. Yeah. I think the passion hopefully, I mean, I feel like the passion is the same because it's still the people that have, you kind of have to love it to actually get that far. Like if you're complaining that you don't have the the gym around you, that's, that's maybe, you know, that's just a thing that people will do complaining. I, I complain sometimes, but uh, if you really want things, then they kind of, you're, you're not really complaining about them. You're just going to go and do them. It sounds like to me. So um yeah, I yeah, was thinking about it a lot. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I was just thinking about it last night. I'm like, you kind of have to love it. Like, you won't, 
you won't want to put the work in. You won't, you can't get that far if you don't love doing those things, because if you don't love it, you're going to burn out so fast when you're trying to get that far. And, you know, we're, I was having a conversation about this earlier. It has to be hard. Like it's not <laughs> supposed to be easy. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I, um, and it, for me, it's pertaining to photography. I was at a, it wasn't a jam because it was just some people training this before COVID and everything. And there was a woman, young woman out just out of college. And she was, we we're talking about photography and she said, Oh yeah, I've actually, I've always been interested in it. I was like, sick. Awesome. I love talking about photography. I'm happy to share anything about it. So we were discussing about it. And then she just kind of asked, well, is it hard? I was like, well, yeah, it's hard. Of course it's hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't want easy. Like you want, yeah. So I, I think that's kind of the similar thing. Like that's where this, the style comes out of. That's where the motivation that, you know, if, mm. yeah. So you feel like you've embraced that, that, that difficulty um, to get where you are for sure. I mean, there's no doubt, like, you know, in my mind, because <laughs> I know like life yeah. is hard. So just being here is going to be hard. So you might as well choose the things you like to do. But, um, uh, man, what was I going to say? Just, I guess, even, you know, put furthering this down, down into like now, I guess I kind of want to throw it back to you, to being a new mom. Like how yeah. does that, like, Go cause, for it. That, that's hard. <laughs> that, cause that's gotta be a new heart. Is that, do you feel like that's actually like, all right, that was the whole, everything, even everything we just talked about, that was all just like level one. And now you're like, you know, this like <laughs> level 10 or, or, or just this next I don't know, just echelon of, the, yeah. of, of life. No, no, no. I think you're onto something. I think there is, it's a different level, you yeah. know? Um, I think that's a good way to look at it in terms of, um, <laughs> so how to explain this. Yeah. A lot of people ask a couple of questions, like how do you know you are ready to be a parent or a mom and how, did you like, was it planned, you know, like, cause a lot of times it just happens and then you're like, Oh, yes, me and mom. But, um, no, actually it was 100% planned with Frida. Um, we actually got, pre I got, I got pregnant and had a miscarriage. So after six weeks, which was like super intense, mm. but it's actually very common. Like one in four women have a miscarriage. So that, but, and it was hard at the time because it was absolutely what we had wanted and we had planned it and everything. But I'm actually very thankful to it because it gave, it was like, as if being like, you want this, are you sure you want this? And it was like, yes, absolutely. Yes. So we went into it going like, this is absolutely what we wanted, but how we decided that that's what we wanted or we wanted to have family was, it was actually a Jordan Peterson, um, video or interview where they talk about how you kind of have these different levels of, of life right mm -hmm. your your child first and foremost and you see the world through child's eyes and it's learning and growing and it's great and then you grow up because you know no one wants a 30 year old child to be a 30 year old child <laughs> or take care of one <laughs> and so you kind of have this life 
through adulthood and then you get to experience it again through the eyes of a child mm. and then you actually get to do it again if you become a grandparent now i'm all for if people don't want to have children i totally support that <laughs> so yeah, hey, i'm not saying everyone has to become a parent of them. <laughs> some people shouldn't yeah. um and i actually considered not doing it but once that kind of was explained to me it was just like yeah i i'm ready for that next level um you know i think i've kind of experienced what i could for the most part you know on my own essentially mm. yeah um so it was the next level of hardness and it was the next level of getting to see the world differently again mm. wow you know? yeah no I, it's that's really powerful i think i mean i've talked about it a lot on this program i don't know if you've heard it in some of the episodes but just that growth like feeling like you need to, to to keep pushing if you feel stagnant in one thing like even even inside parkour it can happen to a lot of us where we feel stay stagnant or we feel like we're not moving or we feel like you know you can easily learn new tricks and things for a while but then even they're learning a new trick is not it's not really giving you what your what your soul might be craving or whatever if you if you believe in that or just um you, you have to expand outside of, of your comfort zone and eventually your comfort zone might be like, all right, I'm good no matter what here. And I kind of want to take it to the child, childlike view again. Has, has that yeah. influenced your photography as well? I'm really missing shooting parkour <laughs> right now. <laughs> She's so young, you know, and she really needs me and I'm breastfeeding still. Oh, so yeah. Um, you know, I can sneak away for a little bit, but we're quite attached. So like we shot the new Ferrain collection and we shot it really quickly. And I was like, just like, you want to keep shooting? And I'm like, no, let's go back to my, <laughs> so <laughs> you can only kind of go so much, um, away from her, but I think that will change. Um, I'm shooting her and kind of life. I mean, and then there's also the whole currently we're in lockdown so oh my gosh yeah how I'm is sure no one wants to hear about that but <laughs> no but like i mean I, I, the only thing i'm curious about is like what is it how is it in germany is it you know i wonder just how it compares is it starting to lift out there or is it do people are people because i i don't know i mean i'm living in a bubble of of my own world always and in my bubble i don't know that many people who are that concerned about it like everyone's kind of like going through and wearing the mask. Hey, we got to play by the rules and whatever. But a lot of the people I talk to and stuff, it's just like, we're kind of, we're kind of feeling like, all right, um, who is this for that is, you know, uh, we, we recognize that some people are at risk, immunocompromised. However, mm -hmm. it seems less and less, it's seeming less and less necessary and uh, maybe I just need to put my ear to the ground further, you know, to make sure that I'm just getting all the information, but it just seems less and less necessary that we have to make all these, uh, these stipulations when, okay, we under, I feel like everyone gets the gravity situation. It's like, I, we, a lot of us are craving for that. Like, okay, enter at your own risk. Like we understand what it is now. So if you are feeling this way, protect yourself. Like we want to shift the, the responsibility back onto the individual to make their choice, I guess, um, mm -hmm. rather than, you know, having these mandated things. But 
I'm curious, like if that's the same feel in Germany or if, if the culture is like, no, we, we are adhering and it's not okay to even like really question it or maybe it's just the circles you're running in. I'm curious if there's, um, yeah, I, I'm sure there's, there's multiple levels, but I think Germans in general are really good at following directions and also policing each other. Like mm. I always call it like the poison finger, you know, oh, yeah. they, is that what it is? They, Germans will, uh, <laughs> I learned by living in Germany or traveling just in general, because I actually haven't lived in Germany that long. It's only been not even a year. Um, but uh, they're like Americans are quite passive, you know. We'll, mm. we might say like, "Oh, somebody should do this," but we won't <laughs> be so direct. Like Germans will straight up call you out, be like, "You should not be here. You should. You are speaking too loud, or you. This is not a one-way street. Whatever they. Yeah. They are very direct. So, um, I think that helps mm. a lot in terms of a situation like this. Um, of course, you know. There was some fighting over toilet paper like there was in the us but mm-hmm. you know it, it cleared up quite easily and just little things like i think to go into the grocery store it's limited but you just have to have a shopping cart so they limited the number of shopping carts and then you have to wait till the shopping cart comes out that goes a little bit more smoothly mm-hmm. here you know we have to wear masks if we're going into an establishment and we have to keep six feet but of distancing but it's slowly starting to open up and like you can still train as long as you're doing things and um yeah it's still in you know enforced like public transportation you have to wear a mask but it's slowly opening up yeah Yeah. that makes a lot more sense too because there is so much more in in europe i've never been to germany but well i've been to the airport in germany but that doesn't really count (laughs) but like uh yeah, there's just more public transit. You know, where I live, it's like Colorado. There's a lot more space already. So right, people are right. just kind of like, all right, I don't really come within six feet of anyone day to day anyways, unless I like know them, you know. But um, but that's really interesting to me because I just like to, you know, I think I think that probably like you're right. Americans are a little more passive and they're a little bit less patient, I think. Yeah. And there's, we're, yeah. we're uh, as a society, like a little too quick to <laughs> we're rebellious i think that's actually a strength of ours you know yeah. you talk about freedom, the rebellious right? like it's, we are slightly more I rebellious in general yeah freedom we're freedom so. yeah. freedom hungry and stuff so we don't like people stepping on our toes but then obviously there's huge huge it comes it comes at a price yeah it yeah well, yeah i mean we could talk about it but really i'm not the person to, <laughs> I, i'm not uh, an authority on this at all i'm not either <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but there's obviously even that. I think that I, that's what put things in perspective, and I think COVID kind of put the set the scene for that for the for this new conversation about race and inequality. It's all like it kind of like set us all up to like have this tension, and then like we really want to do something about these bigger issues now because, in a way, COVID was just like an appetizer. I think to me, in terms of like it, it helped us get to a level of tension that also you know i'm just i'm thinking that it's 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 in 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 a way it's helping us kind of i don't know i'm just maybe overly optimistic but i think the agitation of the virus helped us get into a place where we were ready to 
you know, even if it's angry, sometimes anger is just like, it's not something I advocate for, but it's something that's necessary to like stir something up in you to be like, all right, we need to like do something about not just this COVID situation, but a whole bunch of other things. I saw this meme today and I'm really obsessed with time travel as it is, but it was basically like, I think 2020 is someone coming, traveling back in time to fix things and like keep on making things worse. (laughs) (laughs) How else can you explain the hornets disappearing? And I'm like, Oh yeah. You know, so wait, hornets disappearing. Yeah. Did you hear about the killer bees or the, they're gone. The hornets that killed the killer bees or what? No, I have no idea about this. Oh gosh, yeah. Oh, they uh, don't quote me. It's something, but yeah, in Washington, there's these crazy bees that escaped, and they kill all the other bees. Like, oh my god, they like decapitate the actual bees. Like, so this person's bee farm is just gone. And they're massive, apparently. Oh. <laughs> you oh. missed that one. I missed that one. <laughs> See. This right. is this is my this is my lack of civic duty that I'm displaying. But after a while, I just kind of like put the phone down, and yeah. I just can't deal with the influx of information. And I just need a break from it. And that maybe was during the bees. I just missed the whole thing because we're our time travel, our you know crossing over, but they're from different places. Maybe too. Just kidding. Yeah. No. Well, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I love time travel too. I don't know why I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm obsessed with it. What's got you into the time travel? Like, no, maybe watching back to the future too much as a kid. It's just cool to me. It's just inter- interesting. Mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, I, I, th- I think that back to the future is, is worth a rewatch because I haven't Absolutely. seen it forever, but it actually, I, it, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the story of like what we need in some ways right now. Right. Because we, we are trying to like figure out how we can alter in some ways our past to, to try to move into a a future that we want, but you know, we actually don't have a time traveling device. And so we're not going to be able to really do that, but we're trying to like correct mistakes in our past. Um, You you know what I like about it mm. is I think life, my life is such a chain of events um that happened and it's like one little the butterfly effect Mm. right so it's just like one little thing that goes so when you go back you could potentially change it all and i I don't know i just think that backwards and forwards that's just so interesting to me of why we're here like i answered a a craigslist ad and because of that this whole chain of events has happened which has brought me here even to your podcast you know (laughs) Um, I kind of went into it on Giles's, uh, the Modus Projects podcast, but the reason why I wrote that Craigslist ad was because my boyfriend at the time was detoxing off of heroin and drugs and I was supposed to be on a shoot. And then that was like the weekend he decided I can't do this anymore. And so he detoxed. I was with him for like three days while he detoxed. And on the third day, I was like, oh man, I better look for some work. And otherwise I would have actually been somewhere completely different. Whoa. Yeah. This chance, these chance happenings and like, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a huge believer in that too. I think that's why your story is so fascinating because I'm like, how did you end up in this? And like, now you're, you know, you're, you're, you're part of the, you're doing so much for team Farang, And, um, you know, I wanted to, to ask you more about those roles. Cause you have some insight that I think a lot of people really don't 
like understand like i certainly don't i don't know how social media like works and why why you know some people are making you know they're living on it or how they're doing that um yeah but how did you end up kind of doing because you it's you know you're a photographer but you're also it sounds like you have this this keen awareness and some you might be in one of the only people in positions that kind of acts as like on behalf of all these parkour talents um, i have access to a lot of people just through sheer luck Mm. and it's it's not everyone obviously that's impossible but it's interesting because it's like this certain um group you know of of athletes that i've either worked with or known for a long time and then it's also from traveling and from answering friends messages for for so many years i also have this other part i i love like these two different subcultures of your subculture (laughs) uh yes so okay what was the question (laughs) oh what was it yeah exactly that was was... agreeing with you yes (laughs) um i guess the question and i'm happy yeah no go ahead uh the question is just like what what do people not know about you know for the for those kids i guess that are interested in it like what um what do they need to know that you know, you talked about it on Giles' podcast about how you got to kind of look out for yourself, protect your worth, and kind of know yeah. that what you're signing up for is not going to be, you know, limiting to you down the road or or that w- what it is is fair. Um, but I guess I'm more interested in it's just like, how is it changing? Is it changing? Because uh, is the platform becoming less relevant with these new platforms coming up? Like, have you noticed any shift in the scope or like in the domain that we really ought to be playing in oh good question um i think that so many so many things really that you can be doing and you can do like creating content and just creating an audience i think i think really what it is is what each individual's goal is, is to really kind of define that. Like if you're just like, I want a million followers, like, okay, but why (laughs) is that like, once you get that, if you get that, where, what are you going to do with it? What is the reason? So I think the first and foremost thing is kind of deciding what you want. And then from there, you can kind of see the different avenues. You know, if you want to be an influencer, if you want to be sponsored, if you want to start your own team, if you want to start your own clothing line or your own gym, you know, it's it's kind of really having that direction because then you can search for the audience that you're looking for, which is really easy. If you want to start a gym, go to a local gym and see who's following them mm-hmm. and hit up all those people and see if they're interested in your gym or wanting to do gym. Um, you know, uh, if it's to make money from influencing, I think it's hitting up different brands you like and want to actually work for and sharing what you can do for them. Um, yeah, there's, there's so much there's YouTube, there's, yeah, it's it's actually like having a goal, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and sitting down and defining that. And then you have these different platforms, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, uh podcasts to to use you know i don't know so like do you want to use yourself as an example sure yeah let's let's go for me what what is your goal for this podcast or Um, what would be a goal my goal currently is to 
kind of find my authentic voice and feel comfortable speaking and have a a better like I, I want to refine my uh, my outlook on the world and I want to refine like I, I like I really feel like I sharpen my my view of the world by talking to people like yourself and any of our other guests so it's it's idea it's mostly to learn but also to like sharpen my own um sort of truth basically if you want to call it like a that but just like sharpen my own voice and like actually be forced to articulate my authentic ideas and actually discover them and and put myself out there and not be afraid to do it you know there's a lot of like self-growth that was the motivation for this because um it was it was kind of hard like I, i realized that i was scared to kind of to do it and so that's why it was initially exciting to me to try because it was the same thing with challenges and stuff like that in parkour. It was like, all right, I feel like if I do something that's scary for me, then it'll help me grow. And, and yeah, and I have like a certain target episodes amount that I'm going to go for before I kind of mm-hmm. like re reassess my goal because I, I know that I'm like liable to give up on things when they get difficult, you know? And I wanted to like, I set like a pretty high goal for myself. Cause I'm like, you're going to just do it. Okay. Just, just because it's just it, like you said, it's supposed to be hard. I want it to be hard. I need the challenge. It's good for me, but I, um, I had to make a, a promise to like make sure I keep going with it. And so it's been difficult, like you said. Sometimes these things get a lot more difficult than it looks on the surface. There's weird things that happen in life to make you feel like it's not for you, or you're not. You know, like I, I've I've had so many ups and downs with this podcast, but I just keep coming back, and and that's yeah. like, and just. So for me, it's like sharpening my will and sharpening my, just who I am, just like how I want to show up in the world. Um, and I think it's for some reason harder to do publicly than privately. So for me, uh, so I, I'm making myself do it publicly <laughs> just so I can like, yeah, feel, feel like I, I've, I've conquered that fear at least. Well, I think you're succeeding. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, <laughs> I think you're absolutely doing it. So that was an easy one. <laughs> oh, <all> right, well. <laughs> no, no, no. And we don't, I mean. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I have other goals to, you know, I'd love for it to become an income stream, you know. Yeah. Um, that that scares me as like, you know, making it my own entrepreneurial adventure or whatever. Uh, what scares you about it? Uh, just, you know, I just don't, I don't have the 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 site you know i could see like i don't know if you know about um the clothing company i once started with with uh, some dudes called merm Merm, but mm -hmm. but when i when we started that company i felt like i had i was like i know where we need to go let's just we're we're going there and that yeah it didn't work out like we didn't get there um but it was it was it was just so nice because it was like all right well on the way it doesn't it didn't matter you know at least i knew where i was going with 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 like seeing with my podcast life, if it was going to be a lifestyle, how that would end up and if what I really want out of it, it's sort of, it's sort of in the gray still, you know, for me. And I kind of dropped into like, I, I kind of like forced myself to reinvent myself. I tried over the last year and a half. Um, and so I've been just exploring a lot of things and like just really, sitting with some some bigger questions about like what i really want and so like for me it's just i haven't 
probably done the work and like really just written down everything. But sometimes these things, it doesn't feel like they come to you when they want, when you want them. Um, so, you know, I don't know if that's, if that's rang true for you in your life. Yeah. It, I kind of want to bring it back to motherhood right now because, Mm, um, from what you've said, like, I'm really into reading books to Frida and I've bought a bunch and I've been given a bunch and to be honest, like half of them I give away because I don't like the message. And one that I got recently, it's a really beautiful book with a great message, Mm. but I think I'm just going to take a Sharpie to it and change some things because like one of it things is, is like, it might be tough and you may fail. And it's like, no, 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 you will fail. Like (laughs) it's going to happen. And I, I think one thing, if I can prepare Frida for is like, you will fall, you will fail. And that's okay. That's part of it. It's part of the learning. Um, And it is hard, but I think if we, I don't know, I, I'm, it seems like there is still a little bit resistance because of things not working out or not getting to the place you wanted things to get to with Merm. But, mm-hmm. you know, I bet, you know, when the time is right, you will be thankful to that because of what you've learned through it. You oh, know? Yeah. A hundred percent. No, you're right. You're <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah, you're right. I have resistance and I'm like, I, I just I'm putting my, trying to put my finger on it and, yeah and it's sad because it's holding you back and you haven't oh sorry no go ahead but it's i can feel that it's already holding you back from something that you haven't even started so yeah just a little bit unresolved yeah yeah no i'm 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 just like i'm totally there with you like i i know that there's things that i need to sort out and i'm just like i'm working on it as fast as i can but it's um yeah it's well, no, no buts, you know, it's just like, I, I just got to keep grinding it out. And I think I just need to, to do better, you know, I guess is, is what it keeps coming down to. Um, but yeah, I would love your help. <laughs> with, yeah. With, I'm like, happy I to appreciate help. you I calling me out. I love, I love you calling me out on it because it's just like, yeah, I, I, I need, I need that sometimes, you know, someone just be like, yeah, it sounds like you haven't figured some shit out. And it's like, yep, yeah, fair enough. And I, and I really want to watch the, I, I know you guys did a video um, about like what happened with Merv and all this stuff. Oh, I yeah. really want to watch it and I haven't watched it yet, but you know, I can tell you just from, you know, half of the time that I've known Jason, which has been about six years, you know, known all the furring guys mm-hmm. and watched that business grow and go through their ups and downs and their challenges, as well as, um, I started to do a activewear line. It already existed and I was going to join. And then like for three months, it was like, yes, we're going to do this. And then it just stopped. Mm. So the research, the little research that I've done, I know right now it's so hard, it's <laughs> so hard. And I, I, <laughs> I know that I just keeps saying it's so hard. Like, what does that mean? But, you know, um, and at the same time, I don't want to discourage people from trying it either, you no. know, but. I don't know. I think if I was to go into something like that right now, I'd be going in knowing that it probably will fail, but doing it anyways. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Kind of sucks, but it's <laughs> true. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think I'm, I'm like working at that, like that piece of my jigsaw puzzle of myself where I've just, 
I don't need it to work out for it to be like worthwhile. And, and some days I feel like I totally have it and I'm just like, yeah, I don't care. I just do this for fun. I feel totally complete and, and who I am. And other days I'm like, uh, I still have a little bit of a hole somewhere and I don't like, I need to like plug that thing up or whatever. It doesn't, it, it's not, I, I just can sense that there's, you know, there's still work for me to do internally sometimes. Um, and I, I, I hope that it goes away, but I don't know that it ever does. All of us. Yeah. I think we all have this hole or this void, mm. you know, and some people, you know, fill it with, like you've talked about before drugs sex or alcohol or whatever some people it's yoga parkour and working out and you know it's 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 everything so you know and sometimes maybe you're just not finding the right thing to you know fulfill you Mm -hmm. um but yeah we're all we're all we're all struggling with (laughs) (laughs) okay well that's good to know that see that's just a relief see that's why i need the podcast so i can be like oh yeah people are fucking it's hard out there in germany too um yeah yeah, no, it's, you're, t- you're so I, right. You're so right. Yeah. So. And I, I think I, I say this too, just to, to relate it personally is just because <laughs> I think Jason is exceptionally good at this, where when people look at his life, they think he just has it all and he gets whatever he wants and everything's great. And same thing with Pasha. And oh, it's yeah. just kind of like, if you guys knew their struggles and their real life and what they've had to go through, you wouldn't think that, you know, but like, they're also perfectly okay thinking that they have it all together. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, uh, I don't know what I was going to say on that, but it was, it, it's just so, it's so refreshing. It's helpful to, for everyone to hear that. I think just yeah. because it is, it is just going to be hard sometimes. And like you said, it's, what would, oh man, I'm on the, it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, like you will fail. Absolutely. And it's hard. It's just, yeah. It's you just will fail difficult. and it's hard. It's just, all right, there it is. It's just, yeah. And, and then you die. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's very pessimistic. Well, oh man. Yeah. Like, yeah, there, there is something I'm going to gain out of this. You know, I know that, you know, I've gotten to, well, to, you already to, are. To understand. Yeah. Like, like whatever it is that I, you know, I feel like I, you know, same thing with Merm. It's like, I, I know that that gave me so many things and I still, I don't have full hindsight on it, I guess, where I'm like, okay, I know everything that it gave me. That's all that it, that it feels like still. But but anyways, you know, that's the fun of it when you can connect the dots before or as you look backwards sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I I totally get that. Um, that's how I feel like my life, because I'm 36, I'll be 37 in August. Mm. And I've been doing freelance photography since I was 23 and been doing photography even longer than that. Like, yeah. So everything I feel like, you know, sometimes I'll make this connection and five years later, I'm on a plane to, to, you know, or like, you know, I'm on, I'm on, on a plane going on tour with a band and then another five years and I'm in China and Shanghai shooting a festival. And it was just like, whoa, how did I get here? And it's like, oh, it's because 10 years ago there was a local band and I shot them in, you know, some dingy bar. And now that person has become a manager of, you know, their label. And now I'm getting to do all these things. And it's just, you know, you kind of work your your way up and you never know where it's gonna go, you know? So yeah, totally. 
it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 um, I think like what I was going to say earlier in two is just like the, like you said, it, sometimes you can't find what's fulfilling for you, but little do you know, it's probably that thing that like that experience, that's, what's going to be fulfilling is mm-hmm. like you learning how to not feel fulfilled by X, Y, or Z. Um, or have you, have you done any broadcasting work for parkour events or uh, I did, I did, uh, NAPC two, two times, um, in 2015 yeah. and 16. Yeah. So that was, so fun. there you go. There you what go. are those <laughs> things that are going to happen up here in the future that we don't know about yet, whatever those may be like, you're already forging your way in that role. Yeah, absolutely. And, and anyways, enough be. about me, but like, <laughs> and what oh yeah yeah who knows well it's just like i i'm i think it's so important like you're saying you just never know where it's gonna go and you never know you just just it's just so important to not you know harp on yourself or beat yourself up about it i think you know it's just if you're if you're failing just keep keep that you know if you're if jason paul maybe it's a little easier because of his constitution or if he's just like um (laughs) good at, at like you know at meeting those challenges that's that's why he gets bigger challenges probably than everyone knows about it's because life will give you kind of what you can handle i think sometimes and uh you know someone like him i'm sure has gone through a lot just because of where he's at you know usually i think that's the lesson we could take is if you see somebody doing high up and you think that it's they got there from ease it's probably the opposite it's probably because they overcame so many hurdles and, and they probably want you to think it's easy <laughs> yeah that's oh yeah <laughs> I've definitely been that I've been, I've played that card. Like I've, I try to be cool. I'm trying to play it cool on here and in in life. And, and, you know, you know, some of my friends will know that it's not so cool as it looks on the surface. No, it's never as glamorous (laughs) as it is. It's not as shiny as I make it look here. Um, Mm -hmm. and if it, and the facts and indication, but anyhow, um, has there been any giant hurdles that you've like faced in your photography career or is there something, what's like the longest thread for you? that you can draw that like, wow, that, that, that journey has Um, been like from the beginning. And yeah, I, I would say, I think in the beginning, I was just so obsessed. Uh, It was like my identity, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I think really early on, I found photography. I loved it. I was learning about it. I dropped out of college for it. Um, I was assisting uh, professional commercial photographers and, traveling and doing all these crazy things and it was fun I, I look back on it now but it was also hard like I, I mean I remember moving to LA and having like a fever and you would never do this now but like I remember waking up with a fever and going into a to shoot just for like 150 dollars and I was like I have to go because I don't have any money you know <laughs> or driving to San Francisco shooting uh, during the day, driving all the way back to LA and shooting a concert venue, you know, oh, like wow. a small one, not, a, yeah. these are not yeah. big things, <laughs> yeah. these are little things, yeah. but just like, I'm like, who does that? That's so dangerous. Like I've slept in my car, you know, um, cause you're just too tired to drive and by yourself. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't like have really, I was just sleeping on couches and getting a gym membership to try to meet people. And like, I would drive down to LA and then shower and work out and then, you know, go stay at my friend's house, you know? Um, so I made it hard, but I think like the story that 
I can say where I questioned myself the most mm. was when I started producing bigger shoots and I thought things were really going and then it just got too hard for me, too much work. And I didn't know how to do taxes and I didn't know how to do business stuff. And I was feeling overwhelmed. And eventually I kind of actually went to, wouldn't travel with Jason in Europe, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like I kind of ran away from it in a way where I, I didn't run... I stopped, right? And I'm like, oh, things were just getting good. I was just starting to do these bigger brands, bigger ads, bigger things. Mm. Um, and I always kind of got hard on myself and questioned like, oh, did I stop too soon? But I also wasn't making as much money. You know, you have these, for me, it was five figure jobs, but I'm like, I'm really not taking home very much at the end of the day because I have to pay so many other people and so many other things. And for the longest time, I, I was kind of hard on myself, like, did I, I failed at that, or I did it wrong, or I could have stayed and done it better. And I kind of got confirmation from talking to other people and this one producer in particular. And it was just like, no, that's just how it is. Like, again, it's just hard. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and yeah, the more time and the more finesse you figure things out. But um, I, I, I think you know, maybe, I don't know if you've spoke to other people like Giles or even Farang and stuff, and maybe you can kind of, and I, again, I'm sorry, I'm assuming I don't know what was the, the issue with Merm, but like, maybe you need some validation. You can have some validation from other people. And I think talking to other people is so important. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's so, so important. So important. Yeah. I mean, I'm, <laughs> It might be. I needed it. I yeah. needed someone to tell me like, nope, you, you know, that's the way it is. And it's yeah, that's tough. And that's, hard. you know, and <laughs> 100%. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of other things that are hard sometimes, I, I actually want to ask you about this. And I know you mentioned it on Giles podcast that you, you like talking about relationships. And so yes. I'm curious about like some of the struggles, if you're willing to share and just how, because every relationship is unique and there's no more clear evidence I think than, than yours and Jason's because there's no one else in the world that could even have that relationship, you know? Um, because <laughs> so, but, but, but because they're all unique, they also have some same threads and stuff. So, have you, have you learned anything important that you feel like you could share with, Gosh, with I've like so how much, how to um, make how to make a relationship work because you guys seem so great and I'm sure that you've had your own trials and tribulations as as you know life will take you through that. Absolutely, and believe me, like as amazing it is to have Frida and create life with Frida and how happy we are with her, like it's very hard on a relationship. Hmm. You know, um, I think us and now it's like a there's three relationships, right? There's mm -hmm. Jason and I, there's Frida and I, oh, wait, there's four, <laughs> Jason and Frida, and then the three of us together, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I think the other three relationships are amazing. Jason, Frida and I, Frida and Jason, Jason, uh, Frida and I, but Jason and I always are taking the back burner because mm -hmm. of that. And that's mm -hmm. like, it's like hard. Like someone else is like, oh, are you stronger now after having a baby? I'm like, no. <laughs> 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 that does not make you stronger. I mean, it's, it doesn't like, I, I totally understand why really so many relationships after a child is born, unfortunately to say, mm -hmm. like, it's hard. You, you have so many, it's not a focus. You don't have the time. Um, sorry. That's 
kind of not your question, but it goes well, into no, the no, motherhood very, thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really, it's knowing yourself and doing your personal work and realizing it's no one else's responsibility to make you happy. Um, you have to make yourself happy and do what you want and, or not do what you want, but do what you need to do. And then you come together with someone who is ideally doing the same and on that same level. Um, and it's always work. It's always that challenge, you know, and uh, uh, it's, you know, we might have some, some little, little thing and I have to like check myself like, okay like apologize didn't mean to say that you know and kind of be conscious all the time even though it's been six years and we've gone through so much and we're incredibly strong that doesn't mean I can just get upset over the littlest thing you mm -hmm. know um I hate this this podcast is turning into a theme <laughs> of hard work it's just hard work <laughs> we're gonna be entitled episode 90 hard work hard, hard work. work of life you don't get to you don't get to turn off well, that's what's so, so, I mean, I think it's just like, that's, that's something I'm definitely learning and stuff. It's just, you don't want to really though, because when you turn no. off, that's what really gets hard. That'll get, that's like hard for you. And it's just like, it's just bad for everyone. Cause when you want to yeah. turn off and you don't want to be conscious, I think conscious is a great word to use because it doesn't have any, like, it's not really like you, you shouldn't, it's not that hard to be conscious. It's just, it just takes your attention. It just takes mastery of yourself to stay aware and stay in involved in your own life. It's, it's true. It's like so many little conversations I have in my head. I'm like, well, he did this. So <laughs> I said this and then it's like, well, okay, that's not fair. <laughs> you have to play the little mediator inside yeah. your head and kind of look at the whole perspective and try to see, I think trying to see the other person's perspective, which is another theme that yeah. obviously we're seeing this year is kind of understanding all the different viewpoints, whether, you know, um, that's really what we're trying to do. And it can help. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, I, yeah, I love the the relationship questions, and I I I don't know what. Yeah, like I think I spoke about before. I feel that men can feel some reason to comfortable with me talking about stuff. Maybe because they know Jason, and then they follow me, and then they feel okay to ask me about things. But I think it's a really cool, you know, platform because I don't think uh, they get that opportunity so often. And I, I know you were saying you were struggling with talking to women or, you know, young women when you were young and stuff. And it's like, oh, oh. that's so, it's hard. Oh, I've, had, you know? I've had, I have some struggles for sure. You know, yeah. I've learned, I've made every mistake. Like I've tripped over myself at every opportunity I could pretty much. That's how I learned the most of my beginning of my life. I'm starting to learn from other people's lessons and not just have to like eat shit every time myself. But, <laughs> but, uh, but that's, you know, for me, it was a lot of learning the hard way and yeah. And that's okay. And it's only that one aspect. There's other parts that like, yeah, yeah. Know, everyone's got their, times and, yeah. Some things that can yeah. be easy. Well, I think like for you, it's like, you're so candid and you're so open and, and Odin sharing, which is like such a, like, that's a huge gift to everyone here. And to me listening, um, but like for me, like that's where I'm trying to get is like, I don't even want to care, but I can see how carefree you are when you're, when you're speaking, it's, it's, it's so nice, you know, because, but yeah. that's like, you know, we all have to work at different things for sure. 
And you, yeah. you, you've been really, um, you know, open and honest. And I think that's really helped a lot of people. Um, just like opening that curtain a little bit and, and letting people see into your lives. So we appreciate that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to share it. I, I think that's what it's about is share Like life is so interesting, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is. Very interesting. Um, um yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to ask, okay, so speaking just like along that same line, you've done a lot of like nude shoots and stuff too. Um, mm -hmm. I am curious a little bit about, you know, the, what your, what your thoughts are on that and like maybe how it relates to what we're talking is, is it like, why, why the nude, you know, cause I had my reservations, you know, about that kind of stuff. Um, I went to Burning Man like two huh. years ago and I decided I needed to confront that and I did some like new to challenges i called them um, yeah. for myself to like be be more exposed in in that way and uh but i'm just curious because it's been a big theme in, in what farang's done and um why why that for people that are listening just like why why is that helpful or why why even do it that's such a it, yeah it's it's such an interesting question it does come up a lot for me and it's it's almost like i'm curious if if I'm, if there's something that I have, <laughs> it sounds bad, or is it something that has caused like, what came first? Was it <laughs> like, you shouldn't be nude or is it weird to, is it weird to be nude or is it weird not to be nude? I'm not, because to me, it just seems normal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I really hate to say it, it yeah. does. It seems totally normal. Um, from an aesthetic viewpoint, I'm always like, you know, maybe I just don't like the cut or the line, it, you know, it, or it becomes too much about a fashion or a style versus just about a body mm. and lines and texture. So I think from the photography standpoint, I'm, I'm thinking of this one shot I did of Anand and we're at this really cool labyrinth form and he's in between two walls and he could go upside down. And I was like, oh, that's really cool, but can you do it naked? You know, and he was mm. like, yeah. And I've been very fortunate to be around uh, lots of men and women who have no problem <laughs> taking their clothes <laughs> off. <laughs> and it really was not my thought. It was more like this just would look better without clothes, oh, you wow. know, um, for myself personally. Yeah, I'm kind of a minimalist, so I don't <laughs> have very many clothes as it is. And uh yeah, especially with being pregnant, I love doing a lot of nude shoots because it just was, I became even more comfortable in my body after being pregnant. Um, and just cause it was, yeah, caring life. I didn't have to like suck in my stomach. I didn't have to try to be like skinny. I could uh, just be me. Oh, wow. Plus a baby. <laughs> That's so badass. Where do you think your reservations start from? <sighs> I can see where like religious stuff, like, yeah you know you're told about this modesty but i don't ever feel like whatever i'm shooting it i'm doing it to show off necessarily yeah uh, i don't you know it might be the religious thing i was i was raised somewhat religiously you know i kind of had a few years of of being catholic i guess and they're pretty strict and and they're pretty they're known to be like sexually repressive and and mm -hmm. and uh, not that nudity is the same, but they kind of like marry the two in, in that religion, it seems like in most religions, nudity and sexuality. Yeah. 
And, uh, and so in my mind, I guess, you know, who knows? There might've been like some incidents where I think actually this is this one thing. I remember I got like really curious, like with, with another like young lady, like when we were like, really we're kids and we were just like, yeah, show me mine. You show me yours. Like we just wanted to see what was Mm -hmm. going on. We were like naked uh, in our, in our like parents' basement. And it might've been the discomfort that like our parents had because I think they came, walked in on us and you know, whatever the reaction they had was not approval. And so we, yeah. you know, that, that could have played into it. There's, there's so many things that like could have played into it, but also so many, so, go ahead. Sorry. Finish. <laughs> oh, I, I also, I just say, I, I would say that I just, I don't know that I could pinpoint it exactly. Um, yeah. it, you know, it might even just be that as much as I want to be like free and I think that it's cool. I also, you know, I don't want to like, I, I, I might actually agree and like, I'm almost it's almost more embarrassing now to be like, well, maybe I'm not comfortable to be naked, you know? And maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just like, I like, um, maybe I, I don't want to admit that I'm like more modest than I, you know, than is, you know, I think it's cool to that people, I like, I'm almost envious of people that okay. want, that are like, they don't care. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, that's so cool. And I wish I could be like that, but maybe it's just not for me. Maybe I'm just not that free and open with my body, you know? Um, and it's maybe not because I'm ashamed, but maybe because I'm like, I like to just keep a little bit for, for my privacy. I don't know. Yeah. But I tell you what, when I was doing those new challenges, I did feel like very, very at first I did two. And one of them was like, it was just not that fun, but it was like, I, at least I got through it. It was just because I was like, man, this is, it was like such a spectacle. Like I had to, I was like on the, they, they recreate the Santa Monica rings. I don't know if you've ever, um, mm-hmm. um, been to Burning Man or whatever, but anyhow, it's just like, they re- I haven't, but I know a lot about it. They My did, best friend they recreate the, the, the Santa Monica rings and like, they challenge you to take your pants off basically when you're so, uh. so like, so it was like, you go through the rings like the, and then you have to like de disrobe as you're on them. And then, so then you're like, you're like literally swinging like a monkey in front of everybody. And you're kind of like the center of attention. So I didn't really like that one. It was a little too much for my first challenge, maybe, um, <laughs> but I did it. And then the next one, it was like, it was just like a little bit more like everyone was naked and it was like, fine. It didn't like, it was actually kind of liberating. I felt pretty good about it. So we'll see. Maybe more, a, maybe more nice, in my future. Yeah. I think that's a nice scenario that you can be in is if you can be nude or naked and it not be the center of attention. Like um, I went to a... It was like a new hot springs thing. I've gone, gone a couple times actually. And it's funny because like when you first walk in there, when all, we see everyone naked and you're like, I feel weird because I'm wearing clothes. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> before you like disrobe or something. So, you know, I, I think it's interesting for people to kind of get com- like get comfortable with. And I think I've always feel like it's a very American thing to be a little bit like, ooh, nudity, that's weird, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like the European or they're much more comfortable with it. Um, well, they are. Like it's, you wouldn't get arrested <laughs> in any of those <laughs> countries for indecent exposure for being nude. Um, That's another thing. Yeah, I, I tried some nude parkour and the police came and I like ran away. Um, <laughs> I mean, not, they didn't come for, they didn't come because I was naked. They came because I was on top of this bridge. Yeah. But I was like, it's just like, it's too risky. It's so risky for, yeah. for us. Like we can get, you know, a serious 
black eye on our criminal record for, for being <laughs> nude in public. It's not good. Yeah, you could become a child molester. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. Some or molest like yeah, it's, it's like ridiculous. A... I, I mean, it's funny. I remember being with Jason in Germany, and he was shooting. He was up on a structure, and he was naked. And he, I was like, oh, there's a family coming. So he kind of just like bent down, mm -hmm. and so you know you couldn't see it, but you, just, you could still tell he was naked. And like it's like a mom and a dad, and they're pushing the car, and she's like laughing and like waving, <laughs> so, you know. And like she might have even taken a picture, you know. Like it's such a different attitude in other places um but one thing you didn't remind me when you said this was that so okay so I said it's natural I feels natural to me and it does when I look at the pictures when I see it and um but it also is a rebellious thing and I have a very like rebellious personality type mm -hmm. and I do have a distinct memory probably like right before puberty and I was running um, around the, my house and my dad was there and I just had pants on and no top on. And he was like, you're getting too old to do that. Like, you're not, you know, you can't keep running around. And I remember being really mad, mm. like, <laughs> of being really? told, like, I have to put a shirt on now because it was, you know, it was that kind of coming into, um, it was before puberty, but it was, you know, on, yeah. on the way. And it was just like, I did not like that being told that and I didn't like that loss of just having to put a shirt on so there could be for me this rebelliousness in it that I actually genuinely enjoy mm -hmm. um yeah. but it also is interesting too because I have two nieces one's six and one's four and the six-year-old is like a never nude and always has been oh yeah <laughs> she, okay <laughs> she never wants to get nude and the four-year-old is like no clothes on let's do this i don't need to wear pants like so sometimes it just could be a personality thing too yeah you know? yeah yeah exactly i mean it's it's just something uh everyone i think it's great to at least experience d doing that especially if you're if you're like me and you you lean the other way if you lean like more conservative in your you know nude nudity in your comfort with it yeah. It's definitely like, liber a, like more, it's great to feel more comfortable in your own skin, whatever you can do to do that. It doesn't have to yeah. be new to just, it's a, one of the things that helped me. I have a friend who was kind of like this too, had really struggled with it. I mean, even alone, like, you know, would sleep in like, you know, bras or tops, like oh, couldn't yeah. even sleep by yourself naked. And I remember when she told me, she's like, it was nighttime and we ran into the ocean and I took my top off and it was just like, it's such an exhilarating feeling. And it's like, yeah. So if you live by the ocean, like, you know, go at night and run around naked outside and it's the best thing ever. Like, I don't know. I I've just always loved it. So. Yeah. Hey, you know, God bless you. We, we need, we need more of the, you guys to challenge us. Sometimes it gets a little bit strange. Like I think sometimes I've gotten um, into situations where I'm, <laughs> I'm surrounded by people like I, I don't like feeling like the square, but like I've had to maintain uh -huh. like I'm like, OK, do I want to not take my clothes off because I'm square or just because I don't want to, you know, and it's like, yeah, I don't want to I don't like to be feel pressured. But at the same time, people need to be challenged to think about everything in life. And that's one of those things. I love it. It's a good conversation. Yeah, it's the, it's a good question to ask. Yeah. Hmm new challenge i like that maybe we should start <laughs> the new challenge yeah i mean that can be the next tier for for a lot of things it's like all right can you double kong i'm max yeah. butt ass naked um 
you know, people are going to get arrested though. We don't need to suggest that. Only in but, the U.S. But it is it is super in, it's strange and, and empowering, you know, because that is like just who you are at the base of it. You're like, okay, I'm like when you're naked, you are. You're. Yeah, I don't really under. I didn't grow up with a religious background, so you know, I I feel like I've, you know, like one person commented on because when I was giving birth, Jason and I we were both naked and we were outside, and, you know, someone called it out and it was just like. I don't know. It's like, it's like unnatural to God or something, but I'm like, wait, but this is, we know it's, it's not like, I get the modesty. Someone thing, said that was unnatural to God. Yeah. It's like, yeah. well, can't you see that? That's kind of the, actually, the, well, well, I mean, from my interpretation, it's like, that's kind of the point is like, that is the most natural. Yeah. It's yeah. like, okay. I mean, well, we're I, supposed to, I get, we're supposed to be modest, but I, uh, and so maybe I, sh to them, I shouldn't have been showing it on, social media, which I did, <laughs> but so it's, maybe they don't have an issue with nudity when you're in your own self, but I'm like, but, but, but that's what happened when I shared that. So that is really know. interesting. I remember actually, I saw those photos and I was like, wow, that's really cool. They have like full naked Jason's naked too. Solidarity. Yeah. We're all yeah. We're coming into this world. Support. The whole team, <laughs> the whole team's got nothing on our backs right now. And that's, I, I can think about that. it like that but it's so true we're all yeah <laughs> like you know what if i came into this world and my parents were wearing clothes i'd be like what the hell i thought you were on my team but my, you, if my parents are naked when i came in i'd be like you know what they got my back because they knew i was coming in naked and they 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 dressed for the occasion as well i appreciate that that's really cool didn't want her to feel you know awkward about her being the only <laughs> nude one <laughs> Just come in neutral, you know, don't come in with, with a baggage, you know, gosh, I think it's, I mean, I don't know. It's that, that whole thing is just really interesting because I'm a huge fan of Jordan Peterson too. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, obviously he's religious and he kind of advocates for like why those myths or if you believe in them, those truths traditions, are traditions yeah. are important. And, and, and I, and I agree with a lot of his argument. Like I haven't, you know, I haven't been able to go through that and be like, nope um that ain't that ain't right you know i can't i can't pick it apart enough like i think there's a lot of value in what he says so it's very interesting because he's one of the he's like the most conservative person maybe that yeah. i really value like a lot of what he has to say and like that's one of the reasons why i value him so much because because he makes such a strong case for that side of uh of the spectrum but um but he doesn't really come out and say like don't be naked i don't think like that's yeah, what I really I'm respect about him. Like, is like, he's not exactly going to be the kind of person gonna... that goes on your Facebook account. He might ask a question or he might have a very, if you're listening, subtle position on that. Like, we don't know if it's okay yet Yeah. to be, to, you know, if you should be modest or shouldn't be, but he won't say that, Oh, don't do that. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure when, you know, the Bible was written all this stuff. It made a lot of sense to not be naked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And that, that's, that's what's so funny too. It's like, there's so many things that play into it historically that have nothing to do with the morality. It's like, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't be naked because disease and, and spears in your butt or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, gosh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what, I, I just think that that's fascinating that there's people there that, you know, people are all trying to help and they, they just, 
I don't think that's helpful. <laughs> I don't think it's helpful for her to tell you, like, you, you know, whatever. I guess she's trying to help, yeah. though. Uh, I mean, it's it's their point. It, it's uh, That's what's so cool about social media and trying not to let it down. You know, don't let that one comment, you know, always seems to get you more. But, um, yeah, the, it, I, I get a, a lot of cool questions, too. Like, we just let Frida, whenever she eats, just, you know, feed herself and get it all over the place and make a mess and you know some people have asked me like why do you let her do that I've never seen it before because usually people like bib up a child and spoon feed them and all this stuff and our viewpoint is is like she's learning she's playing she's entertained and she'll develop her skills faster by being able to do it and just you can just see her little mind working like with the glass I mean she might spill it over or touch the water and put things in the water. And I know obviously there's play that you can put together for that, but I'm just mixing eating and playing together. Um, but yeah, I mean, if we don't have people who are, you know, challenging things or doing things differently, then we just stay the same. And we just do it because we do it the way things have always been done. So if you don't run around naked and challenge yourself, to get naked then you'll just kind of keep your clothes on i guess <laughs> hey yeah no and everyone's not maybe not everyone's challenge is the naked one right but but, no, but also yeah. like you know I'm, I'm curious i think it's really awesome that you are like trying to encourage a self-expression and like kind of a, a more conscious approach to your parenting and and you know not just doing it because it's the way it's been done um has there been times when you have found like a a certain thing that you maybe thought was too traditional or whatever, but you're like, damn, I actually think that works or that's like a, that's actually how we want to parent. Or is there anything like, you know, when it comes to Frida that, you know, she's so young, so maybe not yet, mm -hmm. but there's going to be times uh, maybe that come through where you're going to be like, okay. So I feel like everything, um, it's, there's always these pros and cons I've, that are happening. And I think there's a lot of things that I'm doing that because I'm doing it, these good things are happening. Mm. And also these bad things are bad, like pros and cons. So for example, she's, we've co-slept with her the entire time. And there's a big debate about you shouldn't co-sleep and you can roll over and kill your child and roll your child and da, da, da. We took a lot of precautions. Like I know I'm not a sound sleeper um don't drink we don't smoke uh we got a bed a futon that's on the ground so even if she was to roll off like nothing would happen we don't have any heavy blankets so we took all the safety precautions of what it is so she sleeps with us and she always has we never even bought her we, she doesn't have a crib she never did she never had a nursery or a room now how long is that gonna last <laughs> <laughs> uh you know, I, now she wants me to sleep with her all the time, pretty much, you know, so I sit in bed with her or lay down with bed with her and I listen to your podcast, uh, <laughs> hey. but you know, so, but she also sleeps 14, 12 hours a night and we've always slept. So that's the good part. But the bad part is I don't have a life, you know, when mm -hmm. she's asleep. I could have, maybe if I would have put her in her own crib, she would have woken up every two hours. I don't know. Mm, 
Yeah, Maybe she would have been used to it by now and like she would be sleeping, you know? So I think there's always these things that you have to choose and you have to sacrifice and you have to do what works for you. I don't have to be at work in the morning. So, you know, or I don't have anything I need to do necessarily. I don't mind. A lot of my life is on social media. I can lay in bed while she's asleep next to her and I can, you know, like I said, listen to something or read or, you know, go on social media and answer messages. So very cool. Um, yeah, that's kind of, there's so many things like that, like with everything, sleeping, yeah. eating, playtime. It's a huge terrain. I'm sure it's kind of similar in, in parkour and training. Yeah, there's like different ways to do it, different styles. Yeah, everyone can, there's always, there's always a fork. Like everything's a constant fork in the road and it's, it's up to you. And I think you're right. There's always pros and cons of both sides. So it's not really worth picking apart a lot of them and trying to make the argument just do what's good for you yeah um, and the child or and the athlete slash environment yeah yeah traditionally yeah i don't know i don't i don't even know what's traditional anymore <laughs> no, but i will the last... i will admit it i love i love doing something rebellious like the more outrageous it is the more i'm probably going to try to do it mm, okay okay hey <laughs> and it might be a fault, but it's just, um, I, I'm, I've, I know that about myself. Well, so I work with it. And I think even that rebellious nature, it's like, it's, it's again, it's just two paths almost, right? Like you can be rebellious and you'll have, you'll be taking more risks. You might take on some things that, you know, some attention that you're going to have to deal with, or you're going to have to, you know, justify yourself a little bit, maybe more than you would if you lived a little more docile existence. But then in the docile existence, you don't get to do some of these fun extreme things and you don't get to experience life at the extremes. Um, you're in a different range maybe. And like you said, it's like, <laughs> who knows? But, um, or maybe you do extreme for 10 years and then you go super docile for 10 years. And then <laughs> you go, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think, like you said, like, I don't know what's traditional anymore either. Like, it just seems like, the whole world and like all of our culture is like we were this river and we just kind of like hit the ocean and it's just like pff, now yeah. everything can happen and no one knows where we are exactly so um really fascinating time like especially with all the things that are going on in the world but it's just a very transitionary feel to like what what we're gonna do next as like you know you evolved from from single or not single but to from a non-parent to a parent and you know, there's, it's, it almost seems like we're in a transition as like a species to me. At least that's how I like to think about it. I think it's cool if we were at least from, from where we were to like, you know, now being more connected than ever, if we're going to like ha figure out how we actually can be connected all together. I, I think we're all so connected, but at the same time, we're all so different mm -hmm. and I think we use those differences to try to like point out or judge or make it seem like it's different, but actually it should be the thing that's bringing us together. Mm. Mm. Can you expand on that a little bit? I'm like, yeah, like let's see if I can, I can do it for point parenting, let's say, right. Okay. Like, um, you know, we all have these different ways to do, now now i lost my train of thought too oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I 
yeah so parenting like okay do you breastfeed do you not do you um you know, potty train, when do you do this? And we find all these different ways, like, oh, you're potty training too early, or you're not doing this the right way. And we use these things to kind of fight against each other. So like, oh, you're doing it wrong or judge someone else. Mm -hmm. But when really it should be bringing it all together. Well, at the end of the day, we're all raising children. We're all potty training or sleeping or doing all this stuff. It shouldn't matter. I mean, it's interesting, actually. It does matter how we're all doing it, but really that's, it's still within the same sphere, you know? Yeah. And make that more concise. No, no, that, that makes sense. Yeah. No, you can do that with I think we're trying. right? So yeah. you're training this, I'm training this way. You use that to kind of maybe like challenge each other or go against each other. But at the end of the day, you're all kind of training for the same reason. Mm-hmm. And when you make friends with that person, you actually enhance your, your game in parkour, at least I'm sure it's with the parenting too. It's like, if you actually try to see it, like from the other person's perspective, why they want to do it their way you might hone a new skill. You might, you know, learn flips instead of just jumps. And, and even though that you're you're still like a jumping enthusiast, you're more into jumps, whatever the ability to do a flip can help you maybe save your life when you slip on a jump one day, who knows, you know, a whole bunch of crazy stuff happens when you, when you just open that, that possibility for connection and not judgment. Um, You probably have so much more in common than you have, not coming <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man hope i saved that answer <laughs> you did you did yeah <laughs> yeah we um i think it's like i i i get in these things where i try to figure something out that i know just like there's nothing to figure out you know uh sometimes with with these thoughts it's like i'm trying to make a judgment but i know that the judgment is not the case it's it's not that's not the answer is to find what's good find what's right yeah i I, we always have these resistance sometimes and who knows what those layers are like you know back to the nudity thing it could be just this one little thing that happened when you were young and you know i think we're constantly fighting out finding out about ourselves and figuring those things out then you find out a lot of those things being a parent um and I'm only 10 months in, but already I can tell, like, I struggle with having a routine, but Frida needs a routine. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I realized I never made time for myself to brush my teeth. I just like did it whenever I wanted. I can't do that with Frida. Like if I don't wake up and brush my teeth right away, I'm not going to brush my teeth the entire day <laughs> or like till nighttime, you know? So, you know, it kind of exposes these things about you. Um, yeah, that's, wow. that's definitely one of the first things I learned of being a mom. Like, I yeah. <laughs> oh wow, that's yeah, that's so cool though. That yeah, it's just, it's just taking you on this next level. Yeah, I mean, I can't I can't imagine. But that's what my mom always tells me that at least is just like, you're you get so much more clarity when you when you become a parent because you understand real quick because you have to what is really important to you. But and because of this, this thing is because one thing is so important to you, it justifies. So it just yeah. shows you how like where everything is. It strips everything away. Yeah, it does. Um, do you have any other? You know, I know J- Jesse and Bree are like another parkour new new parents. Um, there's some other parkour new parents. Do you actually connect? 
with with someone extra or is it any parent is it uh is there anything that you guys like share as you know being immersed in this particular culture um is there anyone that you look to for for companionship now on this new journey i think we i think we will uh, i think especially when we get together um you know i've jo enjoyed you know bart's son um oh, yeah, who's older bart. of course but yeah. like you know i think that's so cool to look at him and of course gabe and ahid have naya so yeah i you in the beginning i think we are kind of like in our own little world just because traveling limitations and you know being so young but i definitely do look at especially gabe and ahid and, and bart and marie and their kids and see how they're doing and how they move and how i'm a big fan of what they're doing with them and of andreas and naya yeah I think it's, it's really cool. Yeah. I think it's growing so much too. So it's it's going to be fun. And like, I think in like five, six years, it's going to be these crazy little. <laughs> There's going to be a, I mean, talk about humans. That's going to be, I don't know, but it'll be generation 11 or 12 or who knows what generation it'll be. But the generation when all the parkour parents and families produce you know, if they choose it, you know, I don't know if Frida's going to be choosing it. Obviously everyone's just on pins and needles on this podcast. Like, is she going to be like Red Bull <laughs> champion, like her dad or whatever, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. We, oh, we, before she was born, we joked like, you know, J Jason joked first that, oh, I'm just having a kid because people are staring at me because I'm at the, you know, playground all the time and I'm just, mm -hmm. you know, an older dude. And so you have a kid, so you have a reason to go. And then we joke that she's going to be like sitting on the bench with her iPhone with all the parents being like, come on, dad, it's time to go home now. <laughs> like it's dinner time. <laughs> but he is amazing with her and she loves him. And they go like every morning, usually to a playground if the weather's good and you know he gets to do some workouts and she plays in the sand and she's climbing on stuff so so far i mean and she's kind of living the dream i kind of think about it I'm like mm. man she probably won't appreciate it at all but like <laughs> can you imagine like how if your parent i mean maybe your parent did take you to the playground every single day but i think that's pretty cool that germany is... has some good playgrounds too so <laughs> oh man yeah that is the dream yeah soak it in frida <laughs> yeah I think what at the very least she'll have parents who are not telling her not to climb that or not to do that. I that's what I love with what Gabe did with Nahid, uh, Gabe and Nahid did with Naya um, is they basically like, you can climb up it as long as you can figure out how to get down. Mm. And something so simple like that for a little kid is just so cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, well, I, I wonder if there's anything else you want to share. I mean, I know Farang just dropped their, their summer 2020 collection yes i don't know if you want to say anything about that or your your photography uh, book or uh anything at all really i just don't want to take up all your time right now no yeah i think you did it for me so that was perfect yeah the okay. frank collection <laughs> and my book yeah <laughs> uh, yeah yeah no those will be you know i'll link those and things and they are really incredible pieces of art um both of the clothing and the, the lookbook is or not, excuse me, the lookbook, but the, the photography book is just these, these, the time capsules, who knows, you know, maybe that'll be for sale for a very long time. But, um, I think that there's, there's just like super gems of, of our, 
culture. So I appreciate you putting things like that together because even though that those things, those pieces of art, I feel like they, it's easy for them to go unnoticed, but they have some really, really deep meaning in, in for people to get immersed in the culture for that, you know, to keep us all inspired because I, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, no. Yeah. No, I, and I, maybe I, I, I've been looking through some old photos this week and I, maybe I say it on here, so I will hold myself to it, but I really want to put together another one. Like that one was kind of like 10 years of all my best photos, but I want to actually show more behind the scenes and kind of like maybe the off photos or who was there and the fun things mm. that were captured to tell the story of, you know, this is the shoot that happened here and this is what it changed and this is what it was like. And um, so, yeah, hopefully I can, get that going that'd be really cool to share too great all right i think we'll 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 call it there i think that's as good a place as i need to stop for now um but absolutely i, I want to thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing your time with us and, and taking some time away from being frida's mom just to to talk to everybody <laughs> and tell tell us all about it because there's a lot of us that are going to eventually jump into this domain of parenting with you and i think this will be really helpful and enlightening and help a lot of people just feel like okay I can do that, you know. I can absolutely. It's it's hard, but it's worth it. And uh, hash, hashtag height drop new challenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Send in your. Well, I don't know if I want to be requesting tag me us. in your nudes. Tag tag me in your nudes. I want to see some sweet nudes on top of buildings. Also, I take no responsibility. I do not want to be sued. Um. Okay. All right. Much well, love. thank you. Thank you so much, Emily. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right. Episode 90 in the books. Thanks again, Emily. That was really fun. I learned a lot um, talking to her. Nothing's going to sink in. I, I got the tables turned on me actually a little bit at some points. And I realized that um, I was being interviewed in some ways. And so I appreciate that when Emily can turn it around and force me to look at myself a little bit sometimes with what I'm doing and um, it's really, really good. I hope you guys enjoyed that one as much as me and learned a lot. You know, I think anyone that, um, is considering or even just around the age where you are <laughs> in some ways forced to consider questions about family, then this will be a really helpful one. And for me it was so much love. We'll see you guys on the next one. Holla at me. If you have something to say get in the description because that's where all of Emily's links are and that's how you can support the podcast as well. Cheers.